to the Ready Set Crypto Podcast. Do you expect us to talk? I, you'll be shaken and stirred. Now meet your hosts, Doc and Matt. Views and opinions heard on the Ready Set Crypto Podcast are not necessarily the opinion of this company nor its management. Material on this program is for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Hello, everyone. This is Doc Severson with Episode 18 of the Ready, Set, Crypto podcast. Today's podcast is going to be a somewhat different theme from what we've done in the past. We're going to expand our scope outside of cryptocurrency for a minute and talk about macroeconomics and what could happen when the mother of all bubbles pops. And then we're going to finish today by circling back into crypto. One of the drivers for this topic is the crash that we saw in U.S. equities market in December of 2018. Within the space of a few weeks, we saw a very similar analog to the beginning of the 2008 crash with a 20% drop off of the highs. That was just the beginning of the fun that we had for the next year as the U.S. markets eventually dropped to over 50% in value and bottomed in March of 2009. Back to December 2018 again. A 20% drop in the price of crypto assets, it's something that we've gotten used to with this bear market that we've been in since early 2018. However, when you lose 20% of the value of the S&P 500 in the United States, that's 20% of $22 trillion, which is a staggering amount of money compared to the $119 billion crypto market as it sits today. Now, it's no secret that central banks went into overdrive, providing the solution to the 2008 financial crisis, with round after round of printing debt to debase the currency and create liquidity, which pushed up asset prices. It all seems so obvious in the rear-view mirror now by dropping interest rates to near zero, or ZERP, which stands for Zero Interest Rate Policy, There began a global hunt for yield, and the biggest beneficiary to that hunt was global equities, which went on a tear. Firms would borrow money at near 0% rates and then invest that into stocks where the dividend paid would more than account for the interest rate cost. So in effect, the Fed printed their way out of the crisis by creating an asset bubble, much like they did with real estate back in the 2003 to 2007 timeframe. But this time, that asset bubble is so much bigger because it's the bond market and, to a slightly lesser degree, the stock market. This has been a concern of mine for some time, as it has been for others, so to this end I bought the book The Everything Bubble by Graham Summers. Summers' book is a fairly quick read of about 230 pages, and it's been written recently enough to still be applicable. Now, much of the book is dedicated to showing why the Federal Reserve exists, or for that matter, any other central bank. It also shows how the U.S. monetary system got decoupled from a physical asset like gold and how it's turned into a floating monetary system based on the backing of the full faith of the United States Treasury. Dollars are not currently backed by gold and have not been since the early 1970s. And that's important to keep in mind, that the value of the U.S. dollar is based on nothing more than the ability of the United States to collect tax revenues 
and to pay interest on its debt. It's kind of like the ultimate credit card, but you're making the payments on that card by taking out cash advances on other cards. The second half of the book is dedicated to anticipating what the Federal Reserve will do when the next bubble bursts. And if history has taught us anything, the option of let it fail and reset the system is not really on the table. Those that remember the financial crisis from 2008 recall the phrase, too big to fail. And that applied to banks and automakers where the government stepped in and ensured that the downstream effects stopped there, which of course just kicks the can down the road and delays the inevitable. Now, actually printing money to service a country's own obligations was rumored for many years, especially after the Federal Reserve stopped reporting on the money supply somewhere around 2006. But it came right out in the open in 2010 when Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke spoke about QE3, or quantitative easing, round number three, at the Jackson Hole Conference and literally advertised when the Fed was going to be purchasing these treasuries. The stock market zoomed higher and never looked back. Regardless of how you feel about the morality of a solution like that, the investor public loved it as their assets zoomed higher in price and Bernanke was treated in the press as some form of financial savior. Bernanke saves the economy. Again, by creating an even bigger bubble, he just bought himself a few years by kicking the can down the road where the bubble would burst on someone else's watch as a Fed chairman. So, the first thing that Summers predicts is that when the next bubble bursts, the Federal Reserve will repeat Bernanke's performance with one change. Normally, when a bubble bursts, the Fed has to drop the discount rate by about five percentage points to create the necessary velocity to force investment again. Well, folks, the federal funds rate is only sitting at about two and a quarter percent right now. No wonder the new chairman, Jerome Powell, is desperately trying to raise rates while he can to give him some bargaining room to drop them. Because a five percent drop from two and a quarter percent means about negative 2.5% interest rates. Yep, Summers predicts that during the next bubble burst, the Fed will have to drop interest rates to negative. Now, most people don't know what that really means. In a nutshell, it means that your bank will charge you to keep money in the bank. Can you believe it? Absolutely. And Europe and Japan have already gone through that phase. What would you do? Let your money sit in the bank and pay a penalty for doing so? Or would you put it into a different investment like stocks? Well, this is where Summers talks about part two of what the Fed will do during the next big crash. Since during a crash, most people would just want to pull cash out and stuff their mattress. But a run on cash would absolutely kill the banking system and would exacerbate the situation. Guess what? The Federal Reserve will enact a carry tax on your physical cash for the purpose of either forcing you to invest back into the monetary system, or if you're going to keep the cash, they will once again earn something off of you to the tune of negative interest rate. So you can start to see how the government will create this war on cash. 
they will punish you for keeping physical cash, whether it be in the bank or stuffed in your mattress. And this is all in the name of stabilizing the system, which the media will be complicit in advertising it for the greater good. You thought it was your money, but it's not. Look at a dollar bill. Right on the front of it, it says Federal Reserve Note. They are altering the deal, and you pray they don't alter it any further. And it gets worse as we get to part three that Summers talks about. Part three of the solution to fix the crash from the next bubble will involve wealth taxes, which is interesting as I'm already hearing proposals from some politicians taxing net wealth, and the bubble hasn't even popped yet. This wealth tax will come in many forms, such as taxes on luxury goods, confiscation of unclaimed assets, and finally, implementing a flat tax on net wealth. If you own something really expensive that isn't required for day-to-day use, the U.S. government will find a way to tax it. So that's it, according to Summers. Negative interest rates, a war on cash forcing you to invest, and new taxes on those that have the temerity to still have wealth at that point. None of this points to an especially bright and sunny outlook on the next crash, as none of them are. So by this point, you're probably wondering, what all of this has to do with cryptocurrency? Good question. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I know how all of this is going to work out, but I did notice a very interesting negative correlation between the equity markets and crypto during the December 2018 equities crash, where they dropped 10% of their value in just days. Again, that was a difference of at least $2 trillion in market cap in the equities markets. And some of that went into crypto. What do you know? So let's look at the three potential steps that Summers discusses, which he predicts will be enacted during the next major crash of asset deflation. Number one, negative interest rates will not affect crypto held in brokerage accounts. Number two, there will be no war on cash by people holding digital assets. Governments cannot figure out who owns what right now. And lastly, there will be no wealth tax on digital assets as they are not denominated in a manner that can be accurately determined. Again, right now, maybe sometime in the future, but right now, no. The more that I think about it, the more that it just makes sense that the powers that be wish that cryptocurrency would just wither and die in the vine because it's going to make their job that much harder if investors transfer their fiat value to crypto as a tax shelter, which is quite honestly one of the reasons why Satoshi wrote the white paper to begin with back in 2008. It's about control of your assets. And when the next big one hits, most people will have far less control over their assets than they would imagine. Realistically, when the next crash comes, perhaps it won't be as dire as Summers makes it out to be. But what if it is? I would rather you be prepared and thinking through potential solutions than the other 99.9% of the sheep out there, confused scared and looking for their government to step in and help them when it was their government's fault that put them in that position to begin with. 
I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Ready, Set, Crypto podcast. As you can see, no topic is off limits when it comes to markets, trading psychology, or just being a prepared investor. This is Doc Severson saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next edition.